Hello everyone, my name is Daniela Lake and this is Life Told by a Stranger. Life Told by a Stranger is a podcast where we hear about the diverse backgrounds, experiences, hardships, and dreams of people who have lived different walks of life. This episode is a special local business spotlight. Last summer when I was recording the season, I got the chance to interview two business owners in Los Angeles. This episode is my interview with Maya Zellman, owner of Maya's Brigadero, which sells delicious Brazilian sweets. I was born here in Los Angeles. My mother's from Brazil. My father is from Los Angeles, and both of my grandparents are actually from LA. So on that side, we're like super deep roots Mm -hmm. (laughs) Angelinos. Have you ever been to Brazil? Yeah, I've been to Brazil. I went almost every single year of my entire life growing up. All my family on my mom's side's there. I'm very close with them. What was your childhood like? It was a great childhood. I felt really lucky. I got to be here in like a pretty metropolitan urban city for a really long time and being able to go to Brazil every summer for a couple months and like see a different world and recognize that the world's a different place. I think it was really like instrumental in who I became as a person. It was like this little special secret part of my life that I got to go escape to every year, which was awesome. Tell us about your job. What do you do? Currently, I own a business. I have a Brazilian dessert company mm-hmm. um, I'm called Maya's Brigadeiro Brazilian Sweets. And it really is like a homage to my family and my culture. And um, But prior to that, I was a professional dancer and an arts educator. Mm-hmm. So for 15 years, I was in a touring dance company and I taught at schools all over Los Angeles. And I taught other teachers how to implement arts in the classroom. And now I still currently teach at LA Valley College. I teach hip hop classes just for fun because I love it and I don't want to stop. But my main, my main shebang is definitely my business. So tell us more about your business. How did you get started? When did it all start? Yeah, it was a funny story. So in 2013, summer 2013, two of my close friends got married and um, they asked me to officiate their wedding in Brazil. She's Brazilian and he's Jewish and I'm a Brazilian Jew. So they were like, <laughs> you should be the officiant because you can talk about, you know, the mix of cultures and the all that. The perfect mix. Yeah, the perfect <laughs> mix. So I had gone to Brazil over 30 times in my entire life. And this must have been the very first time I went with other Americans because they were friends of mine from UCLA. So a lot of the bridal party people that came came from the United States. Um, So when I was there, I was introducing every, I was like the tour guide because I spoke Portuguese. And I was like, oh, you guys have to try Brigadeiro. It's my favorite dessert. You know, I get it all the time. I make it all the time. And they started to get it and they fell in love. I saw their eyes light up. They started asking for it every day, several times a day. And I had this light bulb moment like, why? isn't anybody doing this in LA? And it's something, I was talking to a friend of mine who's Brazilian, he's like, when something is so common to you, you don't think of it as unique. It'd be like going to another country and introducing the dinner roll. You know, it's like, it's like Brigadeiro has been a part of my life forever. And it's something I've always made, but I never thought about it Mm -hmm. until that moment when I saw all these Americans like really enjoying it. And I, outside of dance, I had never had anything else like, strike me in such a harsh way that not harsh harsh is the wrong word (laughs) like in such a strong way that I couldn't get it out of my mind Mm -hmm. um and I came back I started working on recipes I put up a website I was still touring and dancing professionally and I found myself like in India on tour like basically filling my dream and all I wanted to do was like go home and work on the recipes and work on the business and um 
it was something that felt really like, close to me and close to my culture and close to something that was true to myself mm -hmm. that I was really excited to share. Maya's Brigadero is located in Sherman Oaks. The online store is open for 24 hours, so you can email or call to schedule next day pickups. I recorded this episode with Maya last summer, so of course we had no idea that a year later we would be in the middle of a pandemic. Maya says that she's grateful people are choosing to support small businesses during these difficult times, and she's happy Maya's Brigadero is still able to provide some sweetness in the middle of it all. For more information, go to braziliansweets.com, follow Maya's Brigadero on Instagram, and follow us on Instagram at Life Told by a Stranger. So yeah, it just kind of started really out of nowhere. It was a total deviation from what I was doing before, but something I just got so excited and so passionate about. That's how it kind of, that was the genesis. Have you experienced any obstacles on your journey of this business? Yeah, of course. <laughs> still still uh, encountering them. I mean, I didn't come from a business background. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there was just like a really strong learning curve. Everything I did was like figuring it out as I was going along. And I'm still doing that to this day. I felt really actually grateful that I came from a creative background. I think that gave me like an upper hand on some other things. Like I really enjoyed like building my website and doing some like the visual marketing because that was like... The artistic world was like the world that I understood a little bit more, but mm -hmm. definitely like getting my permits and, you know, figuring out like a financial spreadsheet and doing the bookkeeping and all, you know, it's all still very challenging. It's definitely not in my nature. Like I never imagined that I would be a business owner, but I love it. I love the learning. I think I really was happy to, to feel like I was learning something new and that I was in a new experience. I think I had been doing the same thing for a very long time. It feels like I'm growing alongside my business, which has been really exciting. Mm -hmm. And that's really good. Yeah. yeah. What would your advice be to other people creating their own business? You have to love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have to really want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like we said, it is really challenging. Unless you have the motivation to, like, push through the hard work and the hard times, like, it will beat, it will beat you down. Mm -hmm. But, um you know, I have like a product and a story that I really believe in and I get to push my culture and I get to share this part of me that I think is very important. So when those times get rough or they get hard and things, I, I like remember the, the bigger purpose and, and how grateful and lucky I am to do something that I choose to do. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people get to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, you can lose sight of that when it gets really hard because mm -hmm. you're like, why am I doing this to myself? But then again, you're like, I'm doing this to myself. Nobody is making me do this. And, exactly. And it's just, you know, you have to always be really grateful and that gratitude can be really motivating. What was the most surprising thing about this whole process and like being a business owner? Like what was the most like shocking thing that you're like, oh, I didn't even expect that, you know? Yeah. I didn't expect how much you have to like rely on people around mm -hmm. you and how vital like the team that you build is. Um, cause I think I was kind of like a self maker. I was, I always, you know, I was an independent contractor as a dancer. I was my own teacher. I did everything. And, um, when you run a business, there's just so many components that need to be handled. Mm -hmm. And, um, when you bring people on, their um, excitement and their motivation for the business is going to just highly affect 
how things are running. You know, mm. you can't do it in a vacuum. You can't do it by yourself. I think I kind of was like, well, if I, if I handle everything, everything will run smoothly. And then it was really surprising to be like, oh, I can't handle everything. Like I really need help and mm. I need people who are good at what they do. And then those positions need to be filled by people who really support me and support what we're doing. And I feel really grateful. I've, I've had some really amazing team members. What do you value the most in a person? I think loyalty and like understanding that we're all in it together. We all have hard days and we all have days that we're tired and things are going on. But I think dancers were like this. And I think that's why I still am loyal. Like when time for the show, you got to like check it at the door and you mm -hmm. have to show up when you need to show up. And I think I just respect that in general in my business as well. When people just show up, of course you have to be kind and you have to take time to like hear what's going on in people's lives or whatever. But when it comes to the work, you know, they're going to yeah. pull through at least for the work. Um, I really respect that in a person. I think I try to have that kind of work ethic too, that what needs to get done needs to get done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have a big question okay. for you. If you were to write an autobiography, what is one story you would have to include? Oh, God. My autobiography would be so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, like, related to the business or just? Just, if you were just writing about your whole life, what is one story that has to be in there? Oh, God, I don't know. I took a, I did a backpacking trip with some friends in Peru and Bolivia. Mm -hmm. And we almost, like, legitimately died maybe three or four times. <laughs> Doing some like really beautiful adventurous things mm -hmm. that were like very high risk that actually put us in very high risk situations. Oh my gosh. Um, that would be the most entertaining, I think, <laughs> part thing that could go into my autobiography. Um, but I don't know if it's the most telling of who I am as a person. Maya told me a story that was related to her dance career. She went to a conservatory arts high school and her dream was to go to Fordham University's Alvin Ailey dance program. She said that at the time, everything she had ever done was working towards this goal. But when the time came to apply an audition, things didn't go as expected. And you have to submit an application with pictures of you in certain positions and you're wearing a leotard and tights, whatever. I was never a thin dancer ever. And basically they rejected my ability to even audition. Wow. So they wouldn't even let me try. And nobody told me until the morning of the audition because they knew it would crush me. Wow. Um, and it was one, and I went and I was like, please, can you just let me try? Like, you don't have to let me in, but can you please let me try? Mm -hmm. And they would not let me in the room. And, um, at that time I was young, I was 18 and it was like the most crushing mm -hmm. <laughs> moment yeah. of my life. Cause it was like, I couldn't even try to do the thing that I had worked, you know, felt like half my life for. I didn't even get the opportunity to get rejected. And that was really painful. And I remember thinking like, well, now there's nothing else I ever want to do. I ended up going to UCLA and doing world arts and cultures, um, kind of thinking that my path was going to diverge into like econ or something. I was like, I'm done with this. And just that like, you have to, f I found my community. I found like a department of people who, uh, you know, believed in like the diversity of the body and the diversity of culture and why culture and people and food and politics and all that like influence art and why it makes things more dynamic. This season, I asked all of my guests to choose a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson's essay on self-reliance. 
I remember the first time I read Self-Reliance, I felt this aha moment that is almost indescribable. Self-Reliance talks about being a nonconformist, society's effects on the individual, and so much more. The quote Maya chose is, There is a time in every man's education when he arrives at the conviction that envy is ignorance, that imitation is suicide. Do you think that the quote that you chose, do you think that that has to do with the path you chose in your life? I mean, I think it's like something that I think we all are constantly trying to work on. And for Mm -hmm. myself too, it's so easy to look outside yourself and be like, oh, this person's doing so much better than me. Or, you know, like, why did they get that? And I didn't get that. And um, I think when you start to realize like your journey is your own journey. And if you focus more inward, especially with my business, you know, like I have a unique business, so I can't look at seize candy (laughs) and be like, why am I not seize candy? And I can't look at a baker and you know, Mm -hmm. it, you're on your own path. And as long as you're like constantly trying to progress on your own path and you're always trying to one up what you are doing, um, that's just such a much more productive way to be moving forward. Cause it's so easy to get distracted looking somewhere else and either trying to imitate them or if you're envious of them, I think, I think it's so hard to not be driven by those things, even if it's mm-hmm. subconscious. So just kind of really checking yourself and be like, am I doing this because I am trying to keep up with the Joneses or am mm-hmm. I doing this because I actually, I actually like feel like I need to be doing this. And mm-hmm. this is like an integral to who I am and what my business is doing. I'm not saying I'm there, I'm just, <laughs> but I like resonate with the quote. Cause I feel like that's the kind of thing that you're constantly having to remind yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's hard when we all compare ourselves yeah. and you know, we're looking for a parameter. Yeah, it is tough. And I feel like a lot of times it is subconscious. Like I don't even realize that I'm doing something because I want other people to I don't, you know. Yeah. And I, I think I realized this from like teaching too. Like everybody thinks everybody else is doing better or, mm-hmm. you know, and then like people are looking at you in like the, in that same way. So mm-hmm. like, we're all just trying to figure it out. Nobody has the complete answer and nobody has the key and no one's right way is the right way. It's just the right way for them. And you have to find like the right way for you. Putting aside money, fear, mm-hmm. And insecurity. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I could do that on a daily basis. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what is one thing you would love to do if there were no stakes and you had all the freedom in the world? With my business or just in general? Uh, just in general. In general, I would travel. Is that everybody's answer? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if I had no stakes, no money, I would just like pick up and see as much as I could. I mean, like, I'm really interested in music and culture and food. So, like, if I could go around the world and just learn the dance and the music and the cuisine of, you know, as many different cultures possible, that would be, like, my dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so what would it be for your business, then? For my business, I would love to be a large-scale corporation like a C's candy mm-hmm. or something like that, but something that um, doesn't lose its integrity, that keeps itself to the, the core values of making everything by hand and keeping the recipes really authentic to the originals from Brazil and my family recipes. But like really seeing it on a large scale and having Maya's Brigadero be a household name, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Be the dream. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. What's your greatest piece of advice for everyone? In this moment, this is probably what I would say, probably change on different days, and this is not my own piece of advice, but I think um sounds cheesy, but like checking in with gratitude. I think it's really easy. I mean, what we were talking about before, it's really easy to get caught up on what is not working or what you don't have and what you're striving for. And I think it's always good to have those goals and it's important to go for that. But I mean, if you have a roof over your head and you are eating and you are healthy, like I didn't learn this until like my mid thirties that like every day that I spend time, I spend a little bit of time in the morning meditating and just checking in with how lucky I am. I think it just really helps you have a more balanced view on life and moving forward and a much healthier and harmonious like interaction with the world. And it allows you to grow from like a better place rather than like a desperation or a place of feeling like you don't have enough and the world is against you. I used to kind of have a little bit of that, like nothing mm-hmm. works for me and da da da. And now I, I just like, you know, I recognize how good my life is and, and I'm lucky that I get to grow from this point and I don't spend my time thinking as much about what's lacking. If people do that, they're just in a happier place in general. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think people are starting to get more aware or they want to be more aware of the goodness in their life. And now everyone is doing more meditation. And like, even in school, we talk more about mental health and gratitude and Mm -hmm. all those healthy practices. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's really important to, it's so important. Mm -hmm. And also because I think, I mean, we just keep going back to this quote, but like, you know, in my life, like my friends have gone in lots of different directions. Some are, you know, very wealthy and working some really like upper echelon careers, you know, Mm -hmm. doctors, lawyers. And I have some that pursuing the arts and working nonprofits and, you know, it's just, we're all healthy. And like, when it comes down to it, you know, when you see people get sick in your life or once that goes, that's, that's literally the worst thing that can happen to you. Mm-hmm. Like everything else is gravy. Like life is good. You mm-hmm. know? So I think it's important. I think it's really important to check in yeah. and recognize what's going well. Well, thank you. Thank so you for chatting with me yeah. and telling us about your life and what you have to say. I hope you all enjoyed listening to this episode of Life Told by a Stranger. Definitely check out Maya's Rigadero. Stay tuned for next week, Monday's Business Spotlight, where I speak with local business owner Arlene Yuan, and we talk about her business, Teapop, a tea house in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm.